Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. This is your host, Hal Elrod, and thank you so much for tuning in today. I appreciate you being here. And if you are looking for a breakthrough in your life, if you want to have a breakthrough in your relationship, in your business, in your career, in your income, in your health, if you're looking for a breakthrough, this is the right episode for you. Uh, today is a conversation with my good friend. I shouldn't say good friend because we're newer friends, but we're, we're quickly becoming good friends. David Nurse, who wrote the book Breakthrough. He literally wrote the book on the topic Breakthrough. And uh, we're going to talk about, well, his story, first of all, because it's incredible how he has created breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough in his own life. And we can learn a lot from the stories that he shares and the lessons within. It's a fascinating story. And uh, But also, he's going to break down his breakthrough formula about three-fourths of the way or toward the end of the episode, and uh, you'll want to stick around for that as well. If you don't know who David Nurse is, he is an NBA life and optimization coach. He works with some of the top NBA players. He's a shooting coach. He's coached with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, he hosts a top podcast. He delivers keynotes all over the world. He's personally helped some of the top NBA players and coaches not to mention Hollywood actors, powerful CEOs, and entrepreneurs live in what he calls the breakthrough mode. And what I love about this book and this topic is that we're all looking for a breakthrough to go to the next level in any or every area of our life. But how do you do it systematically? And that's what David breaks down in his book. In fact, I wrote the following endorsement after I got an early copy of the book. I wrote this. If you want a different result, you must do something different first. Unfortunately, most books fall short at enabling you to sustain meaningful changes to your behavior. Breakthrough is transformative in that it will enable you to close the gap between learning and actually living what you learn. Again, I think you'll love the book, but I think uh, today's conversation is going to be a, an eye-opener for you and really entertaining. David's just a one of the nicest guys in the world, and I think you're going to love him as much as I do. Before we dive into the episode today, I want to take just a minute to thank our sponsor, Organifi. And I want to thank Organifi specifically today for their immune formula. Why? Because my daughter is sick. She woke up with a sore throat this morning and a little bit of a cough and a little bit stuffy. And anytime I start to get sick or if my family is sick and I want to prevent getting sick, I always take Organifi's immune supplement. It's a little, little packet. You tear it open. It's kind of orange flavored, if you will. It's got acerola cherry, vitamin C. Here's the point is it's all from Whole Foods. It's not chemical vitamin C. It's not ascorbic acid, which isn't real vitamin C. This is all of Organifi's products are derived from Whole Foods. And so their immune supplement, I've had times where people would get sick. They're sick for weeks. I get sick from them. And I take the immune supplement every day, and I'm only sick for a couple of days. I don't know if that's the only reason. Maybe it's because I'm also eating well. But nonetheless, that is my go-to. So whether you want to prevent getting sick, or you are sick and you want to get over it fast, or you want to take advantage of Organifi's other products, such as their protein powder, their evening drink to mellow out for the night, 
or their green juice, their red juice, you name it, head over to Organifi.com forward slash Hal. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Hal. Organifi.com forward slash Hal. Use the code Hal at checkout. You'll get an additional 20% off your entire order. Without further ado, I'm excited for you to meet my good friend, Becoming a better and better friend every day. Somebody who I really, I just, I just love this guy. Love his energy. Love his attitude. Love his spirit of servant leadership. He truly is a servant leader. Mr. David Nurse. David Nurse, it's good to see you again, brother. Hal, man, thank you for having me on this. And I'd rather be there in Austin with you, in the country of Texas, out of out of, of California, a foreign country, in your country of Texas. Yeah, dude, I, I move. I, I moved from my whole life in California out here to Texas. It's been a it's been a good move. You know, actually, I have. I'm looking right now in front of my desk. I have a chair, this really nice, comfy chair with a second microphone. That when I moved here a year ago, I'm like, I'm going to start doing in person interviews. And I've never even unboxed the second microphone. It's sitting in that chair for a year. So, dude, we should have worked this out and had you be my first in-person guest, man. Maybe we'll, for the next interview, the next time you come on the show, we get it in person. Let's say that. For our next books that come out, for your yeah. next show, I mean, you got like eight zillion miracle mornings for every single generation that yeah. there is. We'll do an in-person. We'll break the seal on it. We'll say, hey, Zoom world, I know you're too easy, but we're going back to in-person. Dude, we gotta we gotta do Miracle Morning for you know for NBA players, right? Like that, you're the guy to co-author that one. How can I tell you this? Like the players that I work with on mindset development, I always implement a morning routine. Mm. And this is not just a shout out to you, but I use principles, the success principles that you talk about. It's funny because when you are around these personal development people and optimization people, you're like, yeah, everybody's got a morning routine. I mean, why wouldn't you? And then a lot of these yeah. players were these just unbelievable athletes, like. A morning routine? What What the heck is that? I just get up and go. Sure. They oh. saw their college routine, right? Which is like stay up late, yeah. sleep in as long. I mean, when I was in college, I'd play video games till five in the morning, sleep till 11, go to my first class at noon, right? Like that was, that was definitely yeah. not always a miracle morning, guys. So yeah, no, that's understandable. That's funny, man. You are the complete opposite of that now. What video oh. game were you playing? Did you do GoldenEye? No, I was playing Resident Evil, uh, like, you know, killing zombies at four or five o'clock in the morning. I mean, what else sets you up for success in college? That's right. It is funny. My buddy that I went to college with, when he when he first got wind of the Miracle Morning, I remember he called me. He's like, "Dude, this is the opposite of the Hal Elrod that I know. You were like, I couldn't get you out of bed in the morning. You know, I was like, yeah, yeah, things change, right? How is that funny? Do you get that? Like people from your childhood, and and they'll they'll reach out to you. Like, this is not how. How did you make it here? Like, how did you? Totally, dude. I was the biggest screw up. Like I always, sometimes I tell my story. I say like the only records that I broke when I was younger is I literally broke the record for the most hours of detention that any senior at our high school had ever gotten. It was like a, something 170 hours of detention. And at the end of the year, I think I had to do like community service or my parents had to donate money or a combination, like something like to, to get me to graduate. So yeah, man, that, that, that was the path that I was on, man. My parents are pretty worried. That's a lot of hours. That's multiple days spent in detention. Oh, it's not like, humanly possible. So yeah, we had to we had to beg and, and uh, you know to to get out of that. No, and it's funny. I actually and then I went back my ten year uh, high school reunion. It was really cool. This girl that I had a crush on, uh, which I don't know if she ever knew that, but I had a crush on her. And 
I saw her at the reunion and uh, she goes, yeah, Nicole can't be here today. She said to say hi. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. You know? And yes, she was asking me who's the most successful person at our school. And she goes, I thought about it. I go, I think it's Hal Elrod, like just the, the tone in her voice. And you know, she's like, Nicole's like, really? She's like, he's like a best-selling author or something. And at that point, I think I had a girlfriend and I was like, oh man, you know, I was, my chance, it was too late. It was too late at that point. But anyway, <laughs> hey dude, let's start here. There's a lot of, I read your book a while back. Uh, you know, you sent me an advanced copy, gave me an endorsement. I re-read, started rereading all my notes before today's interview. So I got a lot I want to talk about. But here's where I want to start. And this is something I'm just, I'm fascinated by this. You are in the Guinness Book of World Records, right? Which like, you know, stop right there. Like 99.99% of people, that's like, what? that's fascinating, right? The rest of us are not in the Guinness Book. You're in there twice, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? So let me tell you this story, which okay. give people encouragement. And <laughs> it'll also be like, David, what what are you doing here? So, all right. All I could do was shoot a basketball. And when I played basketball, that was my love. And and we can get into that. But after I realized I wasn't going to play in the NBA, being 6'1 and not very athletic and a vertical leap of about two inches, I was, I was going to be a shooting coach. And I wanted to be a shooting coach in the NBA. And I figured, you know what, I have to do something that makes myself stand out. Not only for the basketball camps that I was going to run, because I wanted people to come to my shooting camps. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, what's the world record for most threes made in a minute? And there was a YouTube video of 19 made in a minute. It's like, I can do that. If I get a good rebounder, I know I can do that. Like me spot up, catch and shoot, really yeah. good. Like we've yeah. played before. Me you know, I've shot with you before. It was, I didn't understand. I'm like, you didn't miss a three-pointer. And then you just started getting like cocky and shooting them like 10 feet behind the three-point line. I'm like, <laughs> we were playing horse. I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah, that was the first time we met, man. So anyway, funny. all right. So back to the story. So I, I decided I'm going to break the record. I'm going to go for 20. Wow. And I'm going to call it Guinness World Record because obviously that's what on YouTube people are going to search. So I did it and I got 20. Wow. And then I'm like, all right, let me get another one. Let's see what five minutes is. There's some obscure number. Like five minutes is a long time. Yeah. And Arms I, are tired after five minutes. Uh, man. You just get into a zone. You don't even know what you're doing anymore. Yeah. yeah. So I, I smashed that record that was on YouTube and I called it a Guinness World Record. What, so was, the re- what was the record, by the way? And what'd you do? The record was like. 73 and i got 81 oh wow out of okay 98 in five minutes one basketball only one basketball so it's calling this guinness world record and it's catching on and yes like i didn't think anything of it like it'd become big espn picks it up they run it no so way this world record get i'm like oh no no way i'm thinking here like well, i'm pretty sure i have to go to guinness to get it like official solidified, official yeah. and then i get an email a couple years later from guinness and they say Hey, if you want this to be an official record, you have to do it with us there to be able to like say, and it's all in film and everything. So it's all there. But to me, that's all I needed. All I needed was the validation from Guinness to say, Hey, you have to make this official. So I call it a Guinness world record, not officially. It's an unofficial Guinness Mm. world record, but yeah. Okay. But it is my mission, Hal. Thank you for that reminder. I do want to do this again, and I'm going to call Guinness and I'll make a big thing about it. And hopefully I can still make some shots. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just tie it into the promotion of this book or your next, like, you know, right. Like you might as well, right. Get, get as much juice out of that opportunity as you can. That's a really good, we should do it at the hoop that we met at. So I know that I can make shots. Cal Callahan's house. That would be, but that would be a great PR move, right. To tie in Guinness book world records off and author of breakthrough David nurse. Yeah. Done. 
That's fun, dude. So how long ago was that? How old were you when you broke the record? Five years ago, five, yeah. maybe six years ago, right when I started running basketball camps. It's what I did before I ended up coaching in the NBA. It might have been even longer, to be honest with you. I'm old now. Yeah. And I just literally all I did was I'd run basketball camps, sleep on friends' couches who didn't even know I was their friend, sleep in my car in well-lit Walmart parking lots, just running camps to, one, like, I, I loved basketball and wanted to become an NBA coach. But two, I loved traveling. I got to see over 50 countries just through basketball alone, getting paid to do basketball camps and traveling the world, which is miraculous when you think about it. And when I look back on it, how I I tell people this too, like, it's the hardest thing to do. Enjoy where you are in the moment. Yeah. Because I was on that mindset of like, okay, let me get this. I got to get to another country, get another stamp on my passport, another stamp instead of being, oh, wow, I'm in Venice, Italy. Yeah. cruising down the rivers. Like maybe I should soak this in for a second. Yeah, no, you're right. I was, it's funny before we did this, I was in my backyard sitting there and I was uh, been, this morning, I just had a, one of those mornings where you wake up and you feel off and kind of focusing on the, you know, the negative or whatever. And I was kind of having a, a tough morning. And so I was sitting out there just trying to shift my paradigm, uh, about an hour ago after my lunch. And, uh, and that was it, man. I just like, how look at what you've built, right? Like, you know, not that I built our house, but I'm like, this is the home that you know that you bought your dream home that you worked so hard for for so long right like you're living the life that you wanted and you're not fully appreciating it right i think that's true for all of us i don't care you know even when you're in a, in in challenging circumstances not where you want to be we have that opportunity to either focus on what's wrong with life or appreciate what's right and either way there's always a long list of negatives and a long list of positives and you know, I think the reality is whatever we look at, you know, you are one of the most positive people I know. Here's what, here's where I want to go next. You correct me if I'm wrong, but from the outside looking in, it seems like you are living the life of your dreams. And I'll list just like a, a few, a few things that I notice or that I know about you, right? A, you've played professional basketball all around the world, which has, you know, been a dream of yours for a long time. You are coaching NBA in the NBA, NBA players, right? Some of the best players in the world and working with some of the best coaches in the world. Um, you now are living your dream as a speaker. You're speaking around the world on topics like leadership, motivation, right? All these things. You are married to the woman of your dreams, who, for those that don't know, it is the beautiful actress, Taylor Kalupa. And I just, you know, I reread her forward that she wrote for your book this morning. Like, you guys are freaking adorable, right? Like, she just, <laughs> she adores you. And, and I know it's mutual. So again, from the outside, you're, and you're multiple time, author, right? This is your second book, Breakthrough. Am I missing anything here? Are you, are you living, uh, living the life of, of your dreams and that, uh, yeah, that, that you always imagined and beyond maybe? Al, you know what? Like, now that you say that, like, even you talking about how you struggled this morning with feeling that sense of appreciation, mm. like, it's cool to hear that coming from the morning routine guy <laughs> that struggles sometimes when you wake up in the morning. And you say all those things and, and it's just like, it's a reminder to me that, yeah, I actually am living beyond what I've ever dreamt about. Yeah. Like it, I, some, some of this stuff is unfathomable. I never dreamed I would have a wife like Taylor. She's so amazing. It just words won't do it justice or being able to coach in the, I always wanted to play in the NBA, but what's better than playing in the NBA is when the best players come to you mm -hmm. to help them get even better. And yeah. yeah, so like I really am like extremely, extremely blessed and I know it. The hardest thing for me is to continue to stay like content, but still hungry. Like yeah. I, I want to be content. I want to really like appreciate, okay, how says this, that's actually true. 
Yeah. So why am I feeling like, oh, stress of what's to come or, oh, the book hasn't been a New York Times bestseller yet or, oh, well, people like the next book or and there's these little things that keep coming in and in. And it's just the, the constant reminder that, that, yeah, God has immensely blessed me to live the life that I want to live in and more. But it, it's also encouragement to myself and to others that you really can do it. Like if you want to create the life that you want for yourself, it's very, I wouldn't say it's, it's easy to be done. It's very doable. The formula isn't that hard. The execution is extremely difficult Yeah, because people don't want to see or hear, Hey, you know what? It takes consistency. It literally takes hard work doing the things that other people don't necessarily love to do day after day after day. And after 10, 15 years, then people see you and they're like, whoa, this guy's living the life. Like, same for you. Oh, man, he's the best. Millions of books sold. He's got movies. Like, he's living the life. They don't see what comes before that. So you can never envy somebody's success unless you're willing to walk in their footsteps Mm -hmm. to get there. So thank you for that reminder, man. I am living the life. Better yeah. than I could even imagine. Yeah. I, I want to say what you just said, right? Which is w- before you envy somebody, right? Realize that you said, can you repeat that? What did you just say? Yeah. You can't envy somebody's success unless you're willing to walk in their footsteps yeah. that they did to get there. And, and I still struggle with this, man. We have some incredible friends that are very, very successful. And I'll look at them and like Ed Milet or somebody like that. Yeah, sure. Gordon, like, well, they're at that spot and, and I'm still here. Like, why yep. am I still here? Yeah. Okay, it's going to take time, and I really have to focus on what I said about when I was traveling the world. Enjoy the here and now. God's yeah. always provided. He's always provided. He literally, there's a, there, there's a verse in Matthew that God takes care of the birds. Why will he not take care of you? Not to remind myself that when I think about, like, well, am I going to make it? Like, will I really yeah. make it? Like, I know we will. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a distinction uh, a while back that— every fear we experience, we're not actually afraid of the things we think we're afraid of. Those aren't what caused the fear. It's our perceived inability to handle the things we're afraid of. That's what we're afraid of, right? Because if, if there was a future circumstance, you go, my God, I don't think I can handle it, right? You're, you're, you're terrified. What if that comes to pass? I, I don't know if I'm strong enough. But if you flipped it, you went, dude, I can handle anything. Well, the fear disappears. There, there's nothing to be afraid of. And you said something a minute ago, which really resonated. I had a distinction recently. You talked about being content, right? That paradox between how do you be content with what you have and uh, hungry to create something different or better, which inherently is saying, well, this isn't as good as it could be, right? So that balance, and I, I was going to bed the other night, and I had this, this kind of like experiential awareness around contentment. And I just was like, that's heaven on earth. Heaven on earth is being content with your life exactly as it is. Doesn't mean you don't want to make changes in the future, but it's about this moment. My bank account is exactly what it is, whether that's exciting or, or depressing, right? This moment, my, I'm married to the person I'm married to. In this moment, my weight is what it is, right? If I can find that place inside where I am just completely unconditionally content with my life exactly as it is... That's it. I did it. I am experiencing heaven on earth. And then I'm going to, but I'm going to also do things to, to do even more, create even better, you know, right? Like continue to aspire to see what else is possible. Not because I'm not content, but because I'm just, I'm excited to explore life and, and see what I can create. Right. 
Dude, I could not agree more. Let's go in depth on this because I think this is very, very important. Mm. What you said there, contentment is heaven on earth. So yep. here's here's the issues that I see personally that people struggle with. Number one, you have to accept the past. Yep. That is the biggest starting point. If you don't accept the past, you can do nothing to change it. You either look at it one of two ways. Hey, I'm going to blame the past. And this is shaping me. Oh, my parents raised me this way. I was born like I was born to this. You either blame the past or you accept it to improve your future. So once you accept the past has led you to the moment that you're at today, you have to accept that bad, indifferent. Everybody has something in their past that is bad that they, they're able to use for where they are today. Now, appreciate the present. So you accept the past, appreciate the present, exactly what you just said. Yeah. And one of the tools that I do to kick myself into this is when I have these type of negative thoughts creeping in, these self-doubt thoughts creeping in, I'm really big on mental cues. And mine is I snap my fingers. This cue mm, triggers yeah. my brain. Like, okay, here's what's, gonna, here's what's happening. All right, stop, S, notice. Okay, I stop, I pause, notice. Okay, what's going on here? Assess, assess the situation. Why am I feeling this doubt? Why am I feeling that I'm not good enough? Why am I feeling like, you know, I'm just feeling down about my situation and then pivot p is pivot okay i'm going to pivot my mindset so it's hard to appreciate the present unless we're able to be self-aware and stop the negative thoughts that come so the snap is a mental cue that i use to appreciate that and then you understand like i also like to think of it this way too how it's like well people don't know what i have coming like i'm gonna like They'll, they'll remember five years from now, they're like, oh, David was this this un, uncovered gym that we saw. Like You think of yourself as this like future all-star going to come. Yeah. And that leads you into the next point of anticipating the future. So accept mm. the past, appreciate the present, anticipate the future. You either look at the future of one or two ways. Fear of the unknown, which of you were, what you're talking about. That's the biggest fear people have. If I told you the day that you die, I told you, hey, it's going to be 46 years from now, you'd be okay with it because you're able to plan to then. You'd probably live your life a little differently. Yeah. But if you don't know, you have that fear of the unknown. That's scary because our minds want to think of this worst case scenario. And I'm doing a lot of research for the third book, which is all about why people don't take action and showing them how to get through that point. And it's there's studies done that 91.28% of worst case scenarios never come true. Not even close. Wow. Yeah. But the next time you do like 91.28% worst case yeah. scenarios. And so you anticipate the future. Like when you're a kid, when you have that vacation coming up to Disney world, being at Disney world, isn't the most fun part. You literally stand in lines for 45 minutes. But the, <laughs> the patient, like I still get excited about it. If me and Taylor are going to take our nieces down to Disneyland. Like I'm excited about it. I know once I get there, it's probably not going to be as fun. Yeah. But an- anticipating the future instead of looking as like, oh, like woe is me. Because and then to just kind of wrap this back all up is it might sound kind of morbid and depressing to think of this, but it gives me a lot of a freedom of thinking like a hundred years from now. Nobody's going to remember any of us. Very, very small number will remember a hundred years from now. And like you, if you think about, it, I can't. I don't even know my great grandparents' names. Hopefully, you do. Hopefully, people do. Definitely don't know my great great grandparents' names. Yeah. So a hundred years from now, what you are stressing on so much, people aren't even going to remember who you are. Sorry. Yeah. And five years from now, if that little stress you think that you're going through right now, you think it'll matter five years from now? Heck no. Yeah. You know. So that kind of, like, and it probably yeah. won't matter five months from now, maybe, you know what I mean? Like, or five years or yeah, I like that five year rule, which is, will this matter in five years? Then it's not worth 
You know, I mean, it's never worth stressing about, right? Just deal with whatever you can deal with. I love that though. Accept the past, appreciate the present, anticipate the future. What a beautiful, memorable approach to life, man. Yeah. Now I've got to live it too. Like if I'm preaching it, the hardest thing sometimes is to live it too, Al. Yeah. But your reminder that helped. And I think that is really important too. Like having people in your life that will remind you, that will support you, but will also challenge you. You know, like having those people like like you have or friends that, that I know are going to cheer me on. I'll get texts from you literally just out of the blue cheering me on. But I also know that like if, if I'm not living up to who I can be, you'll be the first one to say, dude, like this book sucked or I'll send you over the next book. You're like, hey, get this together. And it's the people that you surround yourselves. We all know that. But we don't want to be the American Idol singer who, who's around the people that all just say, hey, you're so great. You're the best singer ever. And you suck. Yeah. Surround yourself with the people that will support you. And even when it's hard, and I've been there before, that will call you out on your stuff and will challenge you. Hey, Goal Achievers. I want to take just a minute to tell you about a new product that I've been taking called Rise, R-I-S-E, by Cured Nutrition. And I started taking this because I'm always looking for natural supplements to optimize my mental abilities, my ability to be productive and improve my cognitive function. And in a world where there are so many things trying to steal our attention and it can be hard to focus, I could not be more thankful for the way this supplement has really helped me be laser focused on the goals that I have set out to accomplish this year. The benefits are extended mental clarity and performance. There's no caffeine, no jitters, no crash. And the ingredients that make the supplement work are lion's mane, which provide mental clarity and energy, cordyceps, which give you oxygen utilization. It's used by a lot of endurance athletes. Hyperzia serrata, known as a nootropic. And then finally, CBD, which CBD aids in balancing the supplement. So a lot of nootropics and focus supplements are overstimulating and they create a crash. And including CBD in this formulation avoids this. And then last but not least is ginseng, which again improves cognition. Right now, Cured is extending an exclusive offer for you, my listeners. You can grab Rise for 20% off by visiting www.curednutrition.com forward slash how. Again, that's C-U-R-E-D nutrition, curednutrition.com forward slash Hal. And you can try Rise and they've got a lot of other cool products. I'm new to this brand, so I'm trying everything kind of one day at a time. But right now, I can definitely vouch for Rise. It's working well for my ability to be more productive, more focused, and I hope it does the same for you. I'll say that to underneath all of your accomplishments, you're one of the nicest people, David. That's what anyone who knows you will say, right? One of the nicest, most sincere, most genuine, most generous people that you would ever meet. And that's, you know, that's what we met. And I was like, you're just your, your positive energy. And you're like, how can I support you? And it was genuine, not like there was no angle. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, man, prop, props to you for just, you know, just, just being a good person. Right. And, and do doing it the right way. Thanks, man. That means a lot. And it's like, that's what's fun, though, building relationships with people and real relationships and being completely transparent who you are. Because like, if, if I had an angle, if I was trying to use people, I'd be a lot better at it than I am. <laughs> I figured that part out. So it's like, you know, man, it's, it's the only way being comfortable in your own skin is going to make other people comfortable in their skin. And that's when that's when life becomes fun, when you can create brotherhoods like this or the group that we have that we hang out with which we need to do again soon by the way yeah i know you, you gotta get to austin you, you've been teasing that you're gonna come out here again i have i know 
Got to take hey, so, action and um, follow through. Let's talk about some of the, the takeaways from your book, right? The new book's Breakthrough. And I'll read the subtitle because I think it's a good kind of promise of what someone's going to get reading it. It's a surefire guide to realizing your potential. Yeah, I'll sign up for that. Pushing through limitations. I need some of that. And achieving things you didn't know were possible, right? And, and you're the perfect person to do this. Before we dive into it, I, I want you to take just a couple of minutes. Who were you growing up? Like when, when did you start like envisioning this life that you have now, creating it? Because I'm always curious, you know, if somebody... Like I knew those kids growing up that like from a very young age, they were great at everything they did. They got great grades. They were super athletic. They were very popular. They had like, when I grow up, I'm going to be blank, right? Like, you know, and I was getting detention, breaking those records, right? So I'm always curious, you know, for me, it was at 19 when I met a mentor and I got hired in direct sales. That was my defining moment. Like I'm no longer okay with being mediocre like I have been my whole life. I'm ready to... Uh, start living to my full potential. So 19 is when it happened for me. When, when was there, was there a defining moment? What were you like as a kid? And what were those early defining moment or moments that that you broke through, if you will? Man, I was much more like you than I was <laughs> a, a gifted person or everything given. So literally, my whole life plan was to play in the NBA. Alan, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, cornfields of Iowa. I'm 6'1", vertical leaps two inches. Like parents <laughs> probably should have said play tennis or golf. But all yeah. I wanted to do was play in the NBA. So I had no backup plan. I grinded my way to play college basketball, Western Illinois, where no one's ever gone to the NBA. Still thought I was going to play in the NBA. I go play overseas in Australia, Greece, and Spain. And it sounds really cool to say playing professionally overseas. But if I'm being completely honest, it's more like the Will Ferrell semi-pro type of league. (laughs) It is the NBA. And still, I'm thinking I'm playing in the NBA. And I'm so far from it. So a moment for me is I got cut from my second division, a second division team in northern Basque region, Spain, where they don't even speak Spanish and could care less about basketball. I get cut from this team. Joke of a league. All my yeah. hopes, goals, and dreams are taken away from me. Face rubbed in the dirt. So I'm What age was that? 24. 24. Okay. So I'm living on my parents' recliner chair for six months. They're living in Kansas City at the time. And I remember this point vividly. There's a few points in my life that it really stand out like this made a big change. My mom would always say these motivational, inspirational quotes. And usually it was in one ear, out the other, whatever, mom, I don't care what you're talking about. She was doing dishes. I was kicked back in the chair, reclining. She said, David, when one door closes, four open in an entire beachfront patio overlooking the ocean. It caught me off guard because I thought it was always one door, one door. But what resonated with me is that what I poured into playing in the NBA my whole entire life was not for loss. And I think that's where a lot of people get caught up. If, if something, if they, if they get fired, if they fail, they think it's all done. No, I developed so many skills to be able to coach mm. and teach players with more God-given ability in athleticism, seven-foot height. So I yeah. decided I made that pivot that I wanted to coach in the NBA. Hmm. So that became my, my, my mission. I didn't have any connections at all. And this is kind of where I realized, like, I love relationships. Like I want to major in relationships. <laughs> yeah. I just had so much fun, man. Like I, I hand wrote a letter to every NBA GM. That's where it started. None of them got back to me for a month and a half. I got a call from a 310 area code, which is Los Angeles. It was the GM of the Clippers at the time, Gary Sachs. And we had a, just a quick conversation. At the end of it, he said, if you're ever in LA, look me up. 
we'll grab coffee. You know, he was saying like, good luck with the rest of your life, kid. He was just being nice. Yeah. Returning my call. I took it as an opportunity. Oh, yeah. I you went on Southwest me. Airlines and bought a ticket to L.A. <laughs> oh, I did. Yeah. Right after that, I spent all my money, Southwest Airlines, stole some of my parents' money to book that ticket for next week, acted like I had a basketball camp so I didn't seem desperate. <laughs> yeah. Studied up. We hit it off. Great conversation. Every connection in the NBA stemmed from Gary Sachs. From wow. taking that leap, from taking that chance. Now, we talked about the basketball camps and the shooting and all that. So I had to build myself up as the expert so the NBA wanted me and not me just being desperate, like, hey, give me a job. Yeah. And then finally, five years later, after traveling all over the country, living on my car, traveling all over the world, I got an email from the Brooklyn Nets when I woke up one morning in Melbourne, Australia, said Brooklyn Nets shooting coach. I didn't know anybody from the Nets, so I thought it was spam. I actually clicked the box. I remember having a conversation with my dad. I was like, hey, this is probably fake, right? He said, check it out. Look into it. Opened it up. The next week, I'm the shooting coach for the Brooklyn Nets. Wow. So all that being said, my background history is in basically making things happen, like taking action and making things, things happen, but also understanding that, hey, like it's going to take time. Nothing great that we accomplish. I don't think anybody is, that is able to withstand that. It's just bang happened overnight. No, so, no, I think one of the best philosophies I ever, you know, or paradigms I ever learned was it takes 10 years on average to become an overnight success. Right. Yeah. Like you mentioned, all, all the behind the scenes, all, all the failure, all the self-doubt, all the, you know, writing a letter to every GM in the NBA. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I love yeah. that. There's so many great things about that story because you had a dream, right? You were set on that dream. You were physically potentially not, you know, the height and whatever you needed to hit the dream, right? Physically gifted. You had to pivot while sleeping on your parents' couch at, you know, after you had been overseas, what you thought was living the dream. And then, and now you're, you know, on your parents' couch, probably a little discouraged. And then you shifted, right? Okay. New dream. Time to give birth to a new dream. And, and then you persisted until you succeeded, man. So just, yeah, such a great example for all of us. And I never really knew where I was leading. So to wrap up that question, I never yeah. really knew where I was leading. I never was a guy like I knew exactly what I was going to do. And I still didn't. When I was coaching there, I got fired after the first year and I had to pivot again. But I, I think life is like a long hallway where you start and where you finish. There's many doors on each side. You walk down this hallway, you enter a door, you learn something, you learn some skills, you learn and then you keep going. So it's a continual learning process. And I really think that's what makes life fun, too, is we like we wake up excited for the day because we know we're going to improve. We pour into ourselves so that we can pour into others. There's really no end like, hey, I made it because I know that feeling. If I ever feel like, hey, I made it, then I'm going to become complacent. And that's yeah. what I don't want. I want contentment, not complacency. Yeah. So viewing life is like, hey, you don't have to know necessarily what you're going to do long term. And I think a lot of people get caught up in that. Yeah. And that's why they don't take action. The worst thing you can do is go nowhere. Even if you go in the wrong way, like it's not the wrong way. You're learning a skill to be able to use or you're learning what not to do. The famous Thomas Edison, how many times not to make the light bulb? Light bulb, yeah. The worst thing you can do, like to people out there, like if you're feeling stuck, just go. Like go yeah. one direction. What, what What's juicing you up? I tell people when you have purpose and passion, that equals mission. So if you have passion for something, what makes you excited when you wake up in the morning? If you can do anything, what would that be? Now, if you can tie that to a purpose, so it's not saying, hey, I just want to play video games and make money for myself, probably not the way to go. But hey, what can it do for other people? So if that passion equals purpose, go for it. 
that's going to get you on your mission. And like you said, it's going to take time. I'm not telling somebody, hey, if you're working an office job, quit today and then go dive into your passion and expect to make money. No, I, I call it hiding the ships. You don't have to burn the ships. Keep doing what you're doing. I love it. Poor, poor little, you know what, little bits. It only takes literally five minutes a day. Five minutes a day. Five minutes a day. If you do the compounding effect, 10 years, if you're doing five minutes a day, yeah, you'll probably be able to step away from what you don't like to do to what you really want to do. But you yeah. have to start. It's yeah. just like you know, our good friend Justin Donald would tell us, like, you got to start investing early. Don't wait. Yeah. So don't wait another day. Yeah. No, it's so true. And Mark Victor Hansen, I once heard him say, just lean into it. You don't have to make a quantum leap. Just lean into it. That five minutes a day, a couple hours a week, whatever, just leaning into the next thing, exploring what you want to do. I mean, I think people, you know, right, it's like they're they're waiting until they have everything clear picture of exactly what they want and what they need to do before they're taking action. But it's not that way. Success is messy. You just, you move forward, you learn something new, you try something, you fail, you pivot, you pivot, you figure something else out, right? And then eventually, and, and it's like, you can't predict the future. So I was talking to someone the other day, I forgot what the context of our, they were talking about Miracle Morning and about, I was saying that I, w- I went to this dinner and I wasn't going to go. It was with all these high level entrepreneurs. John Astaraf was there. Mike Koenigs was there. John Lee Dumas was there. Who else? A bunch of folks. And I was like, this was Miracle Morning had just come out. And I remember I wasn't going to go. I felt I was nervous. I'm like, I don't, I'm not on these guys level. I don't even know how I got invited to this dinner. And my wife said, just go, just go. Stop being a baby. You know, she's like, challenge my, my manhood a little bit. Stop being a baby. Go, you know, and who knows what will happen? Maybe nothing, maybe something. And Mike Koenigs introduced me to his agent who now the Miracle Morning is, is translated into 37 languages and published in, in those countries because I freaking went to a dinner that I could have ne- I couldn't have predicted, well, if I go to this dinner, I'm going to meet a guy who's going to introduce me to this person who will turn this into that, right? You don't know. It's just keep going forward and, and taking advantage of opportunities or creating those opportunities. And yeah, those are the people that win in life. The people that just, they don't know where they're going, except that it's forward, right? Yeah. And they take wrong turns, Sometimes they make U-turns, right? But they keep moving forward. And as they do, they meet new people. They attract new opportunities. They mess up. They grow and they become, as you said, the person that they need to be to take that next step and create what they want for their life. Talk about breakthroughs, man. Wow. You know, hey, I got to say, that is oh, yeah. amazing, dude. You've given <laughs> me goosebumps saying that because I feel that way so many times. Before I hit on breakthrough, yeah. like, I think that's so important for people to hear. Like I'll be, I'll go to dinners, I'll go to events, and like I don't want to go. Yeah. I don't feel like going. But yeah. every time that I do, because I don't feel like I don't feel, hey, I'm not making as much as them. I'm not as popular yeah. as them. I'm not, you know. But every time I come out of there, I feel so much better about myself. I'm so glad that I did it. Yeah, so, yeah, that's so true. That insecurity of like, you know, what if we start talking and they ask what I do, and you know, right, like feeling like I'm not on their level. And that was my thing is I'm like, I'm a self-published author. Uh, I don't really, you know, I haven't had any success. So I was embarrassed, you know, but yeah, yeah. It's like you find that people, right. Generally want to help you and they want to pull you up. You know, what's so funny about that? Even when we met for the first time, when Justin said that, yeah, how's coming over? I was like, no way. How Uh, Elrod, uh, like the best selling, that how he's like, yeah, he's coming over. He's the coolest guy. I'm like, Okay. All right. All right. But, you know, it was, it was, it was yeah. amazing, but that's the way I felt. So when you don't think people are thinking that of you, they probably actually are. Yeah. And then here's the beauty of it, by the way, how did you win me over? You went, you, you didn't win me over because I knew your bio. 
you didn't win me over because you told me you broke the Guinness World. I didn't learn that so much later, right? Like you won me over because you were just genuinely, you, you were literally the epitome of how to win friends and influence people. You were sincerely <laughs> interested in me. You were super encouraging. We were playing horse. You didn't miss a single shot. And I, no matter how many I miss, you're like, ah, buddy, you almost felt like a kid. You're like, you're doing great, buddy. You're doing great. But like, it was like, I felt good. You know, you encouraged me. So yeah, man, it's like, that's what everybody has. We all have the ability to be kind and to be interested in other people. And those two traits above all else are what create human connection, right? So if you're listening to this, I want you to really remember that being kind and being interested in other people, as simple as that might sound, that is how you create human connection. Not because you're impressive, right? It's because you're a good human, right? Good, good person. So let's do this. Talk to the audience about how we can create breakthroughs in our own life. And, and, and I'd love for you to maybe frame it in terms of what holds us back, because I think that's important, right? If, we don't, if we're not aware of the obstacle that stands in the way or that holds us back, then we're going to keep bumping up against it. So what holds us back from creating breakthroughs and how can we implement the breakthrough formula that you teach in your book? Man, great question. Great point. So breakthroughs are a very abstract term. People always want them when you ask them, hey, do you want a breakthrough? But then you ask, what is a breakthrough? And usually it's like, you know, I just had a stroke of luck, a little happy accident. And so the biggest thing holding people back from breakthroughs is not having a formula, not having a guide. It's just going through life and hoping continually hoping something great happens, but you can actually set yourself up on a formula if you live in these four quadrants daily, which are not hard to live in. I'm not saying like, hey, you know what, like you've got to hit this point, this point, this point, this point, this point. It's in all this kind of crazy stuff. It is literally comes to the basis of it starts with confidence, which means self-awareness. It's not your resume. It's not your accolades. Like, those are things that are just tips of the iceberg, but self-awareness of everything is taken away from you. If your business card, if your identity, it, that other people see you as is taken away, are you okay with who you are? So it all starts with who? I know Simon Sinek says it starts with why. I got who you are first. So once you know who you are away from what you do, that's where you start. Yeah. The next piece is. Who are the people are you around? This is the cooperation. So this is the where part. You start with who? You go to the where. Where are the people around you? And we all have different God-given strengths for a reason. Like Weaknesses is just another term for compliments wish list. To me, that means like we put ourselves around people that aren't necessarily like us, but will improve us. Like the wait, 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 wait. Say, let me, we got to say that again. Weakness is a compliments wish list, right? Meaning that that's a wish list of the people that you need to surround yourself with that complement exactly. your strengths. Yes. Very well said. Exactly. I've never heard it said like that. So I, I wanted to, I, I didn't want to gloss over that. That was powerful. So I think it's Einstein that said it. If a goldfish tries to climb a wall his entire life, he's going to feel like he's dumb in his yeah. entire life. Yeah. If you tell me to go fix something or go build something or go do anything technology-based, I'm going to feel like I'm very dumb. That's yeah. not my strength. So I'm going to surround myself with people. When you find this ultimate team, it's like a Formula One race car driver. The driver's great. You get the best tire guy, you get the best lug nut guy, you get the best oil guy, you make this ultimate team around you. If you're a basketball fan, the 98 Bulls, best team in NBA history, Jordan, best score, Pippen, best sidekick, Kerr, best shooter, Rodman, best crazy man, where you Rebounder. know what color Harry yeah. is going to come with or if he's going to get kicked out of the game or not. It's <laughs> the misfits that put us together, like we talked about earlier too, the people that challenge and support. So finding your team, finding the people around you that can improve you. And this is also like, 
one thing I get a lot, well, well, hey, I, I don't get to choose the people I get to be around. Okay, that's fine. Like, you don't have to spend your time thinking about what they're saying, the coworker at work who's negative. Like, that doesn't have to affect you. You can build the team around you nowadays even better than ever, virtually. It doesn't have to be physical. True, well, yeah. What about my family? What about my family? Okay, you can love your family, but you don't have to spend your time being so caught up with the family drama. You don't have to spend your energy on people that are bringing you down. Surround yourself with these challenging supporters. So you have the who, the confidence. You have the where. This is the cooperation, the team around you. And now it's what are you doing? What are you actually doing? This is the service. So if you are doing what you're doing for yourself, if you feel like, hey, I have to make this amount in my bank account or I want this amount of followers, you'll be miserable. Like Steve Jobs on his deathbed, miserable. He had nobody around him. He was probably one of the most successful people ever. That will never fulfill you. But if what you're doing is for others, true, genuine service, which I define as giving your time and energy when it's not convenient for you. I'm not good at this. If I have my schedule, I'm on my schedule. And, but, but people need us more than ever now. It's in a, like people will always put on a face and act like they're okay. But, but can you be there for someone who needs you for 15 minutes, for 10 minutes, change their entire life? One of the things that I've done that like, I, I try to stay true to is I text message three people every morning or mm. video message them, someone I haven't talked to for a while, and just pointing to them genuinely, like letting them know, like, hey, if I can help you, let me know. And I'm serious about it. Yeah. They're like, hey, like, I, I, I'm just cheering you on. That's all I want you to know. Like, I know you're doing great things. Just cheering you on. And sometimes the responses have been like, man, I just, I needed this little pick me up. I needed this. Yeah. So be that person who can encourage, serve others. That's the, what you were doing. And as we know, and it's not always easy to accept this, but when you pour into other people and you don't expect anything in return, God has a way of bringing it all back to you in return. Yeah. Hard to do, but when you do it, man, it's man, fulfilling as can be. And the final piece comes to the why. This is the purpose. So people think a purpose of like, well, my purpose of what I'm doing. No, no, no. It's not necessarily what you're doing. It's why you are doing it, why you are doing it. So if you have a job you don't like, okay, well, you can put together a plan for how to get to a different thing that you like. But in the meantime, work your butt off at it. It's going to have like your kids are going to see this. Yeah. Your kids aren't going to necessarily listen to all you say, but they will definitely see what you're, see what you're doing, your actions. And this is the, your purpose of why you are doing what you do. And then, and then bonus points in this, if you have that, like we talked about, that passion and you have that purpose. So like something that I, I love and I think it's we've all been gifted this amazing gift from God to be able to use. Like even if I go down to the coffee shop and the person that the, behind the, the barista is like, you know, this bean was roasted at 37 degrees Fahrenheit in the Himalayan Andes mountains, whatever. Yeah. I love that. I love people that become obsessed, obsessed with their passion. Yeah. I know obsessed is a word people are like, eh, you know, yeah. but I think balance is BS. I don't want another like yoga class or this to fill this. Like, I don't want to be 80, 20, lukewarm, loving my wife, 80, 20 on the mission that I'm on. No, I want to be obsessed with it. Yeah. Obsessed just means essentialism. And that wraps it up for the purpose. So the confidence, the cooperation, service, and the purpose, put those together. You can live in those daily. You're going to create breakthroughs. I don't know when they're exactly going to happen. But you're setting yourself up to make breakthroughs become regularly occurring actions in your life. Yeah. And I want to say that that is what I loved about your book from the get-go is 
finally a book that shows you how to be aware and intentional to create the breakthroughs in your life, not just let them happen by chance. Because most people, yeah, it's like, you know, they're waiting for a breakthrough, right? And for me, I have a little ritual that I do in the evening where before I go to bed, I just, I ask myself, you know, like, what, what could I have done better today? And then how can I go, how can I create more tomorrow? And where could I be better? Just, I just, I just, I have this process where as I'm laying down to sleep before I really tune out for the night to go to sleep, I've got like a 15 minute window where I just, I have a notepad by my bed and I just, I write down all my ideas and then act on them, you know, the next morning and your book, right? You teach, you, you teach how to structure every day in these four quadrants so that you aren't having to schedule extra time in. You're just simply organizing the way that you or structuring the way you organize your day so that breakthroughs are, it's always on your mind. It's something that you're consciously actively creating. And yeah, I think it's great because that is what, what do we need? If we want to improve or transform any area of our lives, we need breakthroughs. I want. I need a breakthrough to take my marriage to the next level. I need a breakthrough to figure out how to, you know, if I don't love my job, like you said, to get out of this job and figure out what I'm going to do next. I need that clarity, that breakthrough. And so, yeah, man, that that's what I loved about about this book. So, thanks, man. Thanks yeah. for really diving in depth on the book. I know how many books that you get and people send to you, and when you're sending me chapters and sending me things from it like that, that really fills me up, man. Not not many people do that, so. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, brother. Well, hey, man, like you uh, like attracts like, dude. So so keep doing what you're doing. Uh, where is the best place for people to buy the book? Amazon or any, anywhere else they should go yeah. to get the book and or to connect with you? Sure. Yeah. DavidNurse.com is my website. I have a newsletter, a weekly newsletter that I do that that I promote a book, a podcast that I'm reading and a mindset quote and mentality for the week. So you can go there, get the book. You can go to Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, anywhere books live, really. Support yeah. the Barnes and Nobles. You know, like I love going into a bookstore and actually yeah. getting a physical copy of a book. Amazon's doing just fine. Like they don't. Yeah, yeah, they yeah don't they'll be all right. Barnes and Nobles. Barnes and Noble probably needs a little, little, little more support than Amazon does right now, for sure. Cool, brother. Well, uh, last question: uh, Is there anything else that you want to share? And I guess what I'm, what I might be curious about, or what I am curious about is uh, whats what's on the horizon for you? What's next for you? What are you excited about in terms of everything you talk about? Because I know you live with purpose. You live from a place of service. So what is your next goal, your next mission? Uh, what are you excited about moving forward? Man, love that question. I've always got something. So I got another book that I'm writing, and I really, I really love the process of writing a book. Yeah. Like I know it, sometimes it's banging my head against the wall, but I love the process, and I love the outcome of it. And I'm also working on creating a show. And I know a lot of people will say, hey, I've got a show in the works, but I'm going to make it happen. I've got a great connection to someone who's done a ton of shows. Like a podcast or a TV show? What do you mean a show? Oh, a TV show. Oh, Oh, wow. We're going big. Yeah, big TV show. So that's on the horizon. And yeah, I mean, like the reminder that you gave me earlier, too, of just enjoying the life that I have because it is my dream life. It's more than my dream life. So me and Taylor have uh, some great travel. We have an Alaskan cruise. We're going to go to Europe. So before we have kids, we're going to get a lot of traveling and continue what I call the honeymoon mindset. Awesome, brother. Well, I love you, man. I appreciate you. Uh, I'm excited. Anybody listening, check out the book. You can go to davidnurse.com or Amazon or Barnes & Noble, and it is called Breakthrough, A Surefire Guide to Realizing Your Potential pushing through limitations and achieving things you didn't know 
where possible. Uh, appreciate you, David. Thanks for today, man. Thanks, Al. You're the man. All right. Goal achievers and members of the Miracle Morning community, you know I love you. Thank you for being here today. And uh, I will talk to y'all next week. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. 